Welcome to the Slam Radio Podcast, featuring TMA with Nick Hamilton, Extra Dose. This is TMA with Nick Hamilton. Wake your goat mouth ass up. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't know what this is coming down through the audience, but look like it just came out of the basement. TMA with Nick Hamilton. You know what I'm saying? Thank you because calls now. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another edition of TMA with Nick Hamilton here on Sirius XM Slam Radio 145. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you may be on this planet. Hope everybody had a great weekend and a great start to the brand new week. A whole lot to talk about on this episode. Yes, indeed, some epic NFL action was happening over the weekend. We'll get into that as well as who continues on and who stays in the rocking chair. Also, we'll get into some NBA talk. We'll also get into... Uh, a whole lot of other things going on, and we have a great announcement ahead, so you definitely want to stick around your radios and stay tuned for that. In order for you to listen to the show, I need you to do a couple of things for me. One, make sure you follow me on Twitter at NickHamilton213, as well as on Instagram at NickHamiltonLA. You can also subscribe at YouTube.com slash TV. All right, y'all, let's get right into it. What an epic, epic game at least one of the epic games of the day on sunday and that was the los angeles rams taking on the tampa bay buccaneers as we know earlier in the season the the los angeles rams pretty much annihilated the tampa bay bucks and the goat known as tom brady at so far but playoff football is definitely a totally new season and a totally new ball game and as we witnessed the los angeles rams thought they had this game in the bag and they almost crapped the bed because they experienced four fumbles. That's right. And, and mind you, the ironic thing about this, Matthew Stafford had nothing to do with this. Even though Matthew Stafford, at times prior, he's known to throw an interception or two, maybe a pick six here and there, but he he was not responsible for all, the almost collapse of the Los Angeles Rams. Cam Akers fumbled twice. Cooper Cup, which was ironic i thought there was some type of sorcery or witchcraft going on on the buccaneer sidelines because we've never seen cooper cup just cough up the ball like that and then the center hiked the ball so high i guess he thought shaquille o'neal was under center instead of matthew stafford because there's no way how did that how did all this stuff happen did they put some pixie dust on the football in the second half i don't know because in the first half the rams were dominant in all three phases special teams offense and defense much like how we saw with them against the Arizona Cardinals the week prior. They were up big. by They scored, what was it, 20-3 or 27-3, I think at some point. The Los Angeles Rams in the second half seemed like they took their foot off the gas. They got a little too complacent, a little too comfortable, and that's why you saw the mistakes happen. Now, in, this, in the latter part of the second quarter, as they were driving into the end zone, Cam Akers fumbled the ball on the about the one to two yard line, which gave the 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 Bucks the ball back, which which they really couldn't do anything. But that could have been the dagger in the nail in the coffin, I should say, that could have put the Bucks away for good, um, especially in that first half. Rams get the ball back, costly errors. 
the Tampa Bay Bucks and Brady, you cannot give Tom Brady as great as he is. You cannot give him opportunities because Tom Brady did not play great in that game. I don't give a damn what any of you all have to say. You watch with the same four eyes I watch with. And Tom Brady was not great in that game. That was not the Tom Brady we were accustomed to. That was not the GOAT in uh, under center wearing number 12. That was a dude that was trying to hang on and got opportunity after opportunity after opportunity to bring his team back and score 24 unanswered points to tie the game late in the fourth quarter. However, Rams get the ball back. And I, what the, the, the hand-scratching thing to me is, and this is, and I'm not taking anything away from Todd Bowles, but he did a bonehead call. Todd Bowles calls a blitz versus an experienced quarterback like Matthew Stafford, and that's what you call on in a, in a very crucial situation. And Matthew Stafford was able to have enough time to get the ball off. We saw what he can do in the first half when he threw the 70-yard pass to Cooper Cup that scored the touchdown. You don't think he can duplicate that or something similar to that when the when the game is on the line? He proved that he can do it, and he proved it once again. He yanked the ball up, and it seemed like that ball took forever to come back down. Even Cooper Cup said it felt like at postgame, it, it felt like that ball was taking forever, and it just landed in the right place. And you you give all that room to Cooper Cup for him to land and to finally be brought down about the 11 or 12-yard line to set up a field goal. And we know Matt Gay had an issue early on by missing a field goal, but he was not going to miss a 22 or 23-yard field goal with the game on the line. No timeouts on either side. Four seconds left. They finally got the ball down to spike it. Four seconds. You bring in Matt Gay. Boom. They send themselves to the SoFi to host the 49ers for the NFC Championship. Now, ironically, when you see a game like that, and Brady had been complaining all game, had a busted lip, and this was the this was the most ironic thing about that game. I have never seen Tom Brady get flagged to really get flagged for unsportsmanlike conduct. I've never seen that, and I said, okay, this 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 game is going to be refed a different way. I can see that already. And for Matthew Stafford to say what he said post game regarding holding off the comeback of the Tampa Bay Bucks, but most importantly, snatching the soul of the goat. Here's what he had to say. I don't, I don't know what I said to be honest with you, and I'm glad they didn't flag me for spiking it a little bit there. Um, all the guys on the sideline were like, "Man, you were in a dark place." And uh, <laughs> I said, "Sometimes you got to go to those places, you know, and uh, to make some plays happen." So. I was, uh, man, I was enjoying the moment. You know, I, in my mind, um, I live for those kind of moments. You know, I, I would have loved to have been taking a knee up three scores. Um, but uh, it's a whole lot more fun when you got to make a play like that to win the game and, and uh, just steal somebody's soul. You know, that's what it feels like sometimes where they're sitting there going, man, we just had this great comeback. And uh, you get to reach in there and, and take it from them. That's, uh, that's a whole lot of fun. Mm. You snatched the soul out the goat. Look at Matthew Stafford sticking his chest out like, yeah, I finally beat Brady. Mind you, he had never beaten Tom Brady in a situation like that ever in his career. So if I'm Matthew Stafford, I'm sticking my chest out big too. I'm coming out there on some gangster tip. I'm coming out here. I'm going to be walking all across. I'm going to be wearing, lacing up my chucks. I'm going to do everything I can because you're going to see this here. I'm going to enjoy this moment as he should. He earned it. 
He threw no interceptions, no turnovers on his part. So hats off to Matthew Stafford. And, and I'm going to tell you this, too, really quick before I move on. Say what you want, but Matthew Stafford prior to this playoff run was 0-3 in his career in playoff games. He could say, hey, that's more for the media. You guys could talk about that. But psychologically, it does something to a quarterback when you have yet to, to get a win in your career. And you know how good you are as a quarterback. And everybody else saying, oh, you know, Matthew Stafford, he ain't won a playoff game. I don't know what the Rams are necessarily thinking. He may be good in the regular season, but can he show up when it counts? To answer that question, hell yes. He showed up when it counted. Not once, but twice. Against the Arizona Cardinals and against the GOAT, Tom Brady, on the road against the Buccaneers. When the Rams almost tripped off an opportunity to win the game. Matthew Stafford was poised. He was calm. He was collected. He didn't get rattled. And he made it. He made it happen. He threw the pass, probably one of the most incredible passes we've seen this season for him to do was throw that ball to Cooper Cup and Cooper Cup catching that ball and finally being brought down uh, near, like I said, by the 11, 12 yard line. Imagine that. Another thing. Now, what is the status of Tom Brady? Because we all know how great and we talk about how great Tom Brady is. And he is. He is great. Say what you want. Tom Brady is great. He is the GOAT for sure. I'm not taking anything away from Brady. But Brady's been hit the most this season that he's ever really been hit in a long time. And that takes a toll on a, on a man in his 40s. And I know Tom, he does, he does it. He has an excellent regiment in the offseason. He takes care of his body, has a nutritionist. He makes sure that he gets himself ready mentally as well as physically, gets his guys you know, ready, rallies the troops. But is this the last time we'll see Tom Brady? He was asked that postgame. Did you at least take a moment as you came off the field or, or at any time today to, to think about that, to think that this, this might be the last time I'm out here? No, I was thinking about winning. That's kind of my mentality always to go out there and try to win, give my team the best chance to win. What's the biggest factor for you, Tom? What will be the biggest factor for you in making that decision going forward? I'm tr truthfully, guys, I'm thinking about this game and not thinking about anything past five minutes from now. Hey, Tom, what about the exchange? Now, do you think this is the last time we'll see, we'll see Tom Brady? Because it's, it's interesting because Von Miller was also asked that same question. And Von Miller said, nah, I think he's going to dust himself off. I think this is not the last time we're going to see Tom Brady. He even, you know, it went on to express the fact of how great of a leader he is and I think they, I believe they do have a personal relationship away from the field um, and how great of a guy, how great of a person that Tom Brady is. And I've heard that a lot of times that how great of a person Tom Brady is off the field. Um, but he's the ultra competitor when he's on the field. And I don't believe this will be the last time we see Tom Brady. I do think Tom Brady comes back for another season. I do think there'll be a lot of restructuring. I do think he'll be in on some personnel decisions in Tampa uh, when it comes to the Tampa Bay Bucks and Bruce Arians. Um, we'll see what, Pieces are going to be missing from there. Will he have Byron Leftwich as his offensive coordinator? Will Byron Leftwich finally get that opportunity to be a head coach? Will Ty Bowles be there as a defensive coordinator, or will he have an opportunity to be a head coach? Will there be some players on the field that they'll have to go and, and, and attract and acquire to, to retool to have to give Tom an opportunity to compete for another Super Bowl title? There's a lot of question marks that are going to go on this offseason with the Tampa Bay Bucks. But one question mark is for sure, and I'm going to say this, and I'm going to, I'm going to step out 
on a limb here. I think Tom Brady does come back. I think he comes back for at least one more year, maybe two. Um, I don't think he. I, I think he he wants to feel fulfilled. I think Tom Brady's the kind of dude he wants to go out on top. And if Tom Brady were to win another Super Bowl, then that's when we could t- we could truly talk about the retirement talk. But until then, I don't think it's going to happen. Um, Matthew Stafford again played an excellent game: three hundred sixty-six yards, three TDs, no interceptions. Um, and now they're going to move on to face the San Francisco 49ers at SoFi in the NFC Championship, a team that has got their numbers six straight times, got in their heads, got at them physically. We all know the last time that the that the Los Angeles Rams and the 49ers got together, they were up 17-3 at half. And the 49ers changed their schemes, changed their game plan, came back and beat them in overtime to knock the Rams away from the number two seed and knock them down to the four seed. And now here we are. Now, mm, do the Rams have a chance against the 49ers? As long as they can play, every team has a chance. This has been the most wild season in the NFL that I could recall. And it's been even wackier for the playoffs. And if you don't believe me, we saw a heavyweight battle between the Kansas City Chiefs and the Buffalo Bills. Now, when you think about rivalries, we think about the Lakers and the Celtics. We think about the Dallas Cowboys and the, and the Niners between the 80s and the 90s. We think about the, the Red Sox and the, the New York Yankees. You think about Ali Frazier. This was on that level because Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen combined for 844 yards, eight total touchdowns. It was an epic battle. It was, it was tighter than a Rihanna jumpsuit from the gate. And let me explain something to you. Patrick Mahomes is an incredible quarterback. Yes, he got figured out at parts of the season, but he was also able to figure out another dimension to his arsenal to be able to get above his competition, which is why he was able to lead his team into the playoffs and play as well as he did. Josh Allen, and I know the Buffalo Bills have had some some bumps and bruises along the way, But Josh Allen is an incredible competitor. I have a new respect for Josh Allen. I respected Josh Allen's game before, but Josh Allen has taken it to another level. When I see a dude barely high hurdle over another opponent just to get to the first down, and we know Josh Allen ain't the fastest dude, he he runs about three months an hour. So I know Josh Allen ain't ain't out here running a 4-3-40. We know that. But the man can throw a zip on a ball like nobody's business. And having a wide receiver like Stephon Diggs, goodness gracious. However, these two battled. It was a slugfest all the way to the end of the fourth quarter. Kansas City won the coin toss. And on the final play, here's how Kansas City won the game. Looking to the end zone for the win! He caught it! Ball game! Chiefs to the championship game! That audio was courtesy of CBS Sports and Jim Nance. Listen, if you can't stop three plays from happening defensively, you deserve to lose. I don't want to hear anything about overtime rules. Play some damn defense. I don't want to hear any excuses, missed tackles, not be able to, to, to put pressure enough pressure on Patrick Mahomes to either throw the ball away or overthrow his opponent. 
or even try to sack him or put pressure on him. You didn't even knock him on his keister. You didn't even try to knock him on his keister. Rattle his head a bit. You did nothing. And then you let him find Travis Kelsey, one of the biggest guys on the field. And that was it. It was a wrap, as you heard. So the Kansas City Chiefs are now going to move on to the AFC Championship and host the AFC Championship at Arrowhead against the Cincinnati Bengals, who were victorious in their battle against the Tennessee Titans. Isn't it ironic that both number one seeds got knocked off the same weekend? Number one seed in the NFC, number one seed in the AFC. And let me tell you something. Money Mac, better known as McPherson, the Cincinnati Bengals kicker. That guy, that kid, that rookie. You talk about ice in his veins. My man has titanium. He is undestructible, unbreakable. And Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, and those boys, they are hungry. They are thirsty. They are ready for battle. And the Kansas City Chiefs better bring it come next Sunday. Now, I'm not saying, all I'm saying is this. Who did I call in the Super Bowl in the beginning of the season? If you listen to this show before the season started, who did I call for the Super Bowl? We'll talk about that on the other side of the break. You're checking out TMA with Nick Hamilton here on Sirius XM, Slam Radio 145. Stay tuned. Yo, what's up? Baby, let's go. This is Tua Tungo Bailoa. Yo, Sway Calloway. This is Spice Adams. This is Michael, the playmaker Every What's up? This is Grok, and you're listening to Slam, Slam Radio. Radio. Sirius XM. Yeah. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Good morning, amigo. But you I'm see, it's a bad idea to do that. I didn't Bro, cry during the talk. Good thing, good thing you're going to be home today so nobody can see you cry. But I was fine. I didn't even cry. I was like, good. No, but the silence afterwards is enough. And then you give me that puppy look. You give me that puppy look you have. I'm just holding it back a little. Good little thing nobody can see crying tonight. I'm fine. Stay home, privacy of your own home, watch it on Zoom. <laughs> you, know, you can be a Richard sometimes. <laughs> Good morning, amigo. Weekdays, 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Social Security is with you through life's journey from birth to retirement. As your life changes year to year, so do your needs. For over 80 years, Social Security has helped to meet your needs and is committed to improving access to the services that make a difference in your life. Today, you can verify your earnings, Estimate your future benefits, apply for retirement, manage your benefits, and even change your address, all from the comfort of your home. Social Security's online services help put you in control with secure access to your information anytime, anywhere, allowing you to spend more time with family, friends, or simply just enjoying the day. Social Security, securing today and tomorrow. See what you can do online at socialsecurity.gov. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. I'm constantly failing, guys. I'm constantly learning. It's not how you fall, it's how you get back up. There's no losing, only learning. 
failure, only opportunities, and there's no problems, only solutions. So to me, what failure is, failure is the mother of all success. But I really get motivated when people tell me it'll never happen. That, that to me is what makes me get up in the morning and go, what's next? I love people to tell me no. I love people to tell me don't, it won't, impossible. And uh, the word can't is the word can, and the word don't is the word do, and the word won't is the word one, and in the word impossible, it's possible. What do you tell them? You tell them, you know, you know that, that all they can do is learn and come back bigger, better, stronger, because all it's going to do is lead you in the right direction. See, if you're always winning, then you don't really understand what it is to win. You, you got to take those losses. You got to take those hits. There's got to be the valleys, the peaks, the ups, the downs. In order for you to, when it does happen, you go, wow, terrible. You know, this is what it's all about. On behalf of all of us here at Slam Radio, we would like to thank you, Pitbull, for making this dream become a reality. Slam Radio, what's up? From Enrique Santos, 2249, iHeart Latino. Welcome back to TMA with Nick Hamilton here on Sirius XM, Slam Radio 145. Make sure you follow me on Twitter at Nick Hamilton 213 and on Instagram at Nick Hamilton LA. Now, make sure you follow me on nightcastmedia.com. Your gateway to sports, pop culture, entertainment, tech, community, all rolled into one. That's nightcastmedia.com. Now, before the break, we were talking about Super Bowl predictions. I have my man, Jake Warner, his government name, better known as Big Brother Jake, who produces this fine program. And if you recall, he can he can attest to it because he ain't going to lie for me. Never. I ain't lying for nobody. (laughs) There you go. In the preseason, in the preseason, I was asked, on a particular radio program, mm-hmm. what were my Super Bowl predictions? I said Rams and Chiefs. One, because it'd be dope to have a, a L.A. team at SoFi to represent, especially with a West Coast theme halftime show, which we'll get into that later. Also, I thought the Chiefs would come back because Patrick Mahomes had been out the mix. I figured he'd figure it out, get his team back to where it is. And then when they added their, de- their, their defense, especially Melvin Ingram, uh, coming into the fold, I was like, okay, the Chiefs are for real. They went on this long winning streak. They beat up on the Chargers. They beat up on a lot of other teams. And they slid on up in like Grease through a goose. So I said Rams Chargers. I ain't got no way to lie. I don't care that much. I'm just <laughs> telling it like it is and not like it was. Right. But I will say this much. We are one game away from that happening. The Chiefs will host the Cincinnati Bengals and Joe Burrow. The Rams host the 49ers and Debo Samuel. The Rams have been, I don't know, what's the word I'm looking for, Jake? Stuck. A little bit. Against against the Niners. A little bit. (laughs) And the Chiefs, they were stuck, but then they found a way to get it done. Right. The team that the, the person that remains stuck, and we don't know what the decision is, Aaron Rodgers. Oh, yeah. Aaron Rodgers had a golden opportunity to get his team to the NFC Championship hosted at the Frozen Tundra at Lambeau mm-hmm. and came up shorter than Emmanuel Lewis at a, at a urinal. <laughs> okay? <laughs> he crapped a bit. A little bit. The physicality of that 49ers defense is scary. When you had Nick Bosa, who came back, 
You had the defensive guys. And the one thing I love about this 49ers defense, the one thing I love about it is they do a great job of rolling and being a collective defensive unit. And that's what makes them potent. That's what makes them so dangerous against opposing teams oh, yeah. because they play physical. They are brutal. They are in your face and they have so much elusive speed when it comes to trying to get at the quarterback. It forces the quarterback. And if you look at that game on Saturday night, Aaron Rodgers was on the run for his life. Like, like he, like he was on a parole violation running from the cops. Okay. That's how much he was on the run. We had never seen Aaron Rodgers be that much on the run at home in that particular way. And that's why I said before the game last week, if you heard the show last week, I said, Aaron Rodgers has never seen a physical defense like the 49ers. And now he's 0-4 against the 49ers in playoffs. 0-4, something that nobody's talking about. Mm. Nobody's talking about him being 0-4. And how the Niners and Jimmy G did not look good at all. No. Defense saves him. At at all. <laughs> defense caked up and saved Jimmy G. They they played captain save him. Jimmy G was like, I want to be saved. And he was saved. He was saved, no doubt about it. He was saved. 49ers go down, kicked it. But I give him credit on that drive, that final drive that led them down to the field goal area. And the field goal kicker kicked the field goal, won the game in Lambo, mm -hmm. in a five-degree weather Lambo, I might add. Ooh. Something that the 49ers are not accustomed to. <laughs> And I, but but let me tell you something. When your mind state is determined to win, you will do anything and everything it can to get that W. And that's exactly what the 49ers did. Yes. And you don't think they're going to apply that same pressure to the Rams? Please. They applied more, they applied pressure to the, the Green Bay Packers, something we hadn't seen all season long. And I don't think, and I think Aaron Rodgers didn't, have, didn't see that coming either. But he also didn't see this coming. What's next for Aaron Rodgers? I don't think he expected that question to happen. Here's what he had to say. You know, there are a lot of decisions to be made. And, you know, key players, a lot of guys who played the night, you know, Brad Z coming back, Whitney coming back from a torn bicep. It's incredible. You know, the contributions we got from Dennis Kelly were, were outstanding. Obviously, Devontae is the best receiver in the league. And his, you know, he's – uh, you know, free agent, although they could obviously tag him. Alan Lazard, Robert Tunyon, um, you know, so many guys' contracts are, are up or on the brink or salary cap stuff. So a lot of decisions to be made. I don't want to be a part of a rebuild uh, if, you know, if I'm going to keep playing. So uh, Now, is this the last time we'll see Aaron Rodgers in a Green Bay Packers uniform? Is this the last time we'll see Aaron Rodgers playing in the NFL? Quite possibly. Do I think he'll move on out of Green Bay? Yeah, you heard what he said. He doesn't want to be part of a rebuild. How does he know that's going to be a rebuild? That means he knows something. He's been talking to people upstairs about what the, what the plans are. They, they drafted Jordan Love, something he didn't approve of. They didn't get him any help at first, according to him. What is the point of him staying in Green Bay? Now, do I think he'll play in the NFL again? Yeah, he has about two or three more years left. Absolutely, he will. We don't have to worry about that. He's not retired. He's not on, a, on the Brady clock. 
I think Aaron Rodgers is a is a quarterback that is capable of still giving you another two to three years. No, he's not that bad man that, that Stephen A. likes to call. No. <laughs> no, he's not. He's not a bad man. No, not at all. He's a serviceable man. He's the service man. That's what we'll start calling him. He's the service man. He puts on his uniform and tries to perform the services that he's asked to do to the best of his ability. Sometimes he comes up. Sometimes he comes up short. Either way, he's a service man. <laughs> However, when it comes to Aaron Rodgers, what team would he go for? A lot of people think it's Denver. A lot of people think it's Indianapolis. Indianapolis will probably be the best fit for him because that's a division that, that is absolutely winnable and it's absolutely an opportunity for him to kind of roll through the playoffs because they do have a lot of talent in Indianapolis. They just need a quarterback, somebody who can lead them to somewhat of the promised land. If you go to Denver, guess what? Denver is one of the they're in one of the toughest divisions in the AFC. You got to face Patrick Mahomes twice. You have to face Justin Herbert twice. And oh, yeah, they're the Las Vegas Raiders and Derek Carr. So that's not going to be an easy transition. Plus, there's more pressure on Aaron Rodgers to, quote-unquote, save the Broncos and save Bronco Nation from the, the epitome of the be- of the bowels they have reached in the AFC West. So I don't think Aaron Rodgers wants that, wants that smoke. I think Aaron Rodgers wants to go to a place that he can slide right on into and be able to fit. And I think Indianapolis might be the best place for him. Now... Again, then again, New Orleans is an open destination. That could be one destination. Who knows? But if I'm Aaron Rodgers, I, I need to change conferences. I need to get some breathing room. I need to, I need to smell some new air. So if I'm in Indianapolis Colts, I'll be I'll be on the phone with Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay ASAP. Because now he's going to be sitting in his rocking chair, doing nothing but watching TV and doing. State Farm commercials. It's the best time to get him. It's the best time to get him. All right, Jake. So at, at, riddle me this, sir. You watch a lot of football. Oh, I do. What were your What was your take on some of these games? Because to me, the two best games were on Sunday. The Saturday games, eh, outside of the 49ers going after the, 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 the Packers. But to me, the better games were on Sunday. Well, Sunday definitely had the better games. But I was very happy for Cincinnati. Because you know they were they could have just been happy with the win against the the Chokeland Raiders or whatever they call those guys. Yes, I'm being biased because I hate the Raiders. But they played a damn good game. The Rams they played a damn good game. So Niners, I mean Sunday definitely was better. I'm just tired of the excuses, as you said in the last segment, with Bills fans. Well, if you know, like what uh, Josh Allen said, if we flipped the coin, we would have won. No, you wouldn't have because your defense stunk up the joint. All right. But definitely Sunday was, I was much more on my seat. I didn't want to eat. I, I was just into the game like a fan. And, and I hated all the teams that were playing that weren't mine. But definitely Sunday was the better. But, but overall, the NFL won the weekend, the entire weekend. Absolutely. What's interesting is that when you look at you kind of take a glimpse into the future of the NFL. And yes. when you look at quarterbacks like Joe Burrow, you look at quarterbacks like we talk about a Justin Herbert. Yeah. We talk about, you know, quarterbacks that are on the rise. We don't know what Trey Lance is going to develop to in San Francisco once they get rid of Jimmy G. Right. Whenever they start to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are a lot of quarterbacks that are on the rise. 
And then we don't know the fate of Deshaun Watson either, because we don't know what, because before this, these incidents happened, Deshaun Watson was an individual that was probably a top five, at least top 10 quarterback, as far as the skill set, as far as what he can do. Yeah. And we see the greatness that what, he, what he's brought to the table thus far before all these allegations mm-hmm. have come to, 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 to the forefront. So when I look at guys like that, even Lamar Jackson, before he his, his team was basically depleted with injury, um, and then he ended up getting injured later on in the season where his, his ankle couldn't hold up and he pretty much couldn't perform the way that we've been accustomed to seeing him perform. But hopefully he'll be healthy enough next season and stay healthy throughout the season and get some help in Baltimore uh, to be able to flourish mm-hmm. the way that we've been, we've been, we were seeing flashes of him flourish. I think the league is in really great hands. I mean, you look at Justin Herbert, what's going to happen with, you know, some of his weapons in the offseason, a la Mike Williams. Um, are they going to be able to get a Devontae Adams? I saw Keenan Allen on Twitter trying to low key, and he's been trying to recruit Devontae Adams yes, pretty yes, much yeah. over the season. Um, and if if the Green Bay Packers don't franchise tag Devontae Adams, which I can't see why they wouldn't if you're a Green Bay Absolutely Packers. Absolutely, I would if I were them. Uh, <laughs> but then again, it's the Green Bay Packers. Yeah, that's true. Right? Then that's again, true. it's the Green Bay Packers. So <laughs> anything is possible. No doubt. But if they don't franchise tag Devontae Adams, and you got, and mind you, Amari Cooper is not going to be a free agent. Yeah. <laughs> so imagine, let's just say, for, let's just play scenario game. Let's have a little fun here. Justin Herbert, and they continue to improve the O-line. Yes. Right? Rashad Slater is a beast. Oh, I love that kid. That kid, that kid if he stays healthy, that kid's going to be dynamite. That kid's going to be absolutely dynamite. Which will prolong imagine- Herbert's career. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. As long as Brandon Staley doesn't make any more bonehead calls in tight situations. True. <laughs> but what I will say is this. Justin Herbert has Keenan Allen. Let's say he gets a Devontae Adams. Mm-hmm. Let's say they're able to swing an Amari Cooper. Right. Let's say the Rams cut ties with Daryl Henderson and they re-signed Sony Michelle to go along with Cam Akers and they bring back Jake Funk and in their running game. Mm-hmm. If I'm the Chargers, I go after Daryl Henderson because now I got some beef. I got some beef behind Austin Eckler. Yes. No, no. So I got a serious running. I got a serious running game now that no longer concerns me. Because I don't trust I don't I don't trust the running backs that they have behind Austin Eckler. And God help you if Austin Eckler gets injured and is out for a couple Ooh. games, your running game is through. Oh, see, you just made a tr- but, all Charger fans' stomach just hurt because we're so used to injuries for our big guys, you know? I mean, our big players. Don't do but that. If you got a Dar- <laughs> but if you got a Daryl Henderson behind him, yes. that takes some pressure off of Austin Eckler. Tremendous. Because you know what Daryl Henderson can do. Absolutely. We've seen it. Yeah. So to have a guy that can still be in L.A. Mm-hmm. and still give you production, Right, if you split carries, yes. All you gotta do now is work on the defense. Now you gotta get another. Now you gotta get another guy in the secondary because I'm not. I'm sorry, Nazir Adderley has not cut it for me. No, I agree. With he has you. not cut it for me, and he has not been the guy that we have been proclaiming him to be. Yeah, I'm he, sorry. Little I'm not saying the guy can't. No, he yeah, can't. I'm not saying. Yeah, he can't. It's not. It's not the fact that he can't play. Mm-hmm. It's the fact that he has not lived up to the potential that we put him up, especially when you up against uh, on the other side of Derwin James. Yes, and very inconsistent at the, at best. You know, James has been very consistent every time he's out in the field. But but yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I'm with you. <laughs> and he stayed you. healthy. Yeah, for the most part. For the most part, yes, absolutely. 
All they got to do now is replace. I mean, I haven't. Listen, Kenneth Murray, he's on the clock. Yeah, I'm not. I haven't been totally sold on Kenneth Murray. No, I haven't. Either. I love Drew Tranquil. Mm-hmm. I haven't been sold on Jerry Tillery. <laughs> I think Jerry Tillery is not all that with everybody. Tom Telesco and company like to hype him up to be. I'm sorry, I have no, no, not enough to where they the where they drafted him as a first round. Right. Hell no. Right. But it's going to be interesting moving forward. But when you look at the quarterbacks, the Joe Burrows, the Justin Herberts of the world, mm-hmm. the Lamar Jacksons, again, what happens with Deshaun Watson? Um, you know, Dak Prescott. What the hell happens in Dallas? Yeah. There's a lot of different scenarios, but the league is, to me, the league is in really strong hands as, as it pertains to the quarterback position. So when guys like Brady, Aaron Rodgers, eventually, you know, uh, 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 Russell, Russell, uh, Russell Wilson, um, you know, guys like that, um, you know, Matthew Stafford mm-hmm. eventually at some point, the league is in good hands. And I think they got some good quarterbacks coming. You see the guys like Bryce Young. You you see uh, uh, the kid out of Ohio State that was just in the Rose Bowl that played phenomenal in the Rose Bowl towards the end. Um, There's a lot of different quarterbacks that are on their way coming. And so I think the league is in really good hands at the quarterback position. But they've got to be able to to put these guys in positions to win and be successful. You've got to surround them with talent. Look at Joe Burrow and then how they brought in Jamar Chase. Look how much a difference Jamar Chase has been. Now, Cincinnati needs to get their O-line fixed because they they O-line is, whew, is raggedy. Yeah, at best. <laughs> the O-line is raggedy. A little bit. That's why he got sacked nine times against the Tennessee Titans. Nine <laughs> times for 68 yards. <laughs> and the man, the, the man is surprising. The man hasn't hasn't turned into David Carr from the Texans. Oh. Well, he, he's so scared he, he can hear a car go down the street and go off and he starts ducking talking about they shooting <laughs> thank god joe burrow's a little mentally stronger than that oh i love that kid man that dude has some swag man he he just don't i care. love joe yeah and, and please stop calling please stop calling him joe cool no don't that's disrespect joe, Mont- joe montana, yeah, joe like montana that. is joe cool and i don't I, i'm not a fan of montana personally and as a fan that's a whole other story. But Joe Cool is Joe Montana, period. Period. Absolutely. You know, Absolutely. Yeah. And Joe Burrow, what I like about that kid, he's unabashed and he doesn't care about the past. He's like, we're here now. We're here to win. We're changing the whole culture. I love that. I love that. I'm going to call him Joe Hayo. Oh, okay. Coming up on the other side of the break, <laughs> we'll get into the moments brunch. We find out about the NBA All-Star jerseys. Also, we'll get into Antonio Brown and his antics oh. once again. All that and more coming up on the other side of the break. You're checking out TMA with Nick Hamilton here on Sirius XM, Slam Radio 145. Keep it locked. This is Sirius XM 145, Slam Radio. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. We are strong, we are resilient, and we will get through this together. But these are stressful times, and it's important to also practice good self-care. It's normal to feel overwhelmed, anxious, or afraid. 
but there is hope. Reach out to someone, connect with your friends, stay in touch with your community, and know that you are not alone. Learn more at wearebroadcasters.com slash hope. Furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Good morning, amigo. But you I'm see, it's a bad idea to do that. I didn't Bro, cry during the talk. Good thing, good thing. You're going to be home today, so nobody can see you cry. But I was fine. I didn't even cry. I was like, good. No, but the silence afterwards is enough. Oh, and then you give me that puppy look. Back. You give me that puppy look you have. I'm just holding it back a little. Give good thing nobody can see crying tonight. I'm fine. Stay home, privacy of your own home, watch it on Zoom. <laughs> You can be a Richard sometimes. <laughs> Good morning, amigo. Weekdays, 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Social Security is with you through life's journey from birth to retirement. As your life changes year to year, so do your needs. For over 80 years, Social Security has helped to meet your needs and is committed to improving access to the services that make a difference in your life. Today, you can verify your earnings, estimate your future benefits, apply for retirement, manage your benefits, and even change your address, all from the comfort of your home. Social Security's online services help put you in control with secure access to your information anytime, anywhere, allowing you to spend more time with family, friends, or simply just enjoying the day. Social Security, securing today and tomorrow. See what you can do online at socialsecurity.gov. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. I'm constantly failing, guys. I'm constantly learning. It's not how you fall, it's how you get back up. There's no losing, only learning. There's no failure, only opportunities. And there's no problems, only solutions. So to me, what failure is, failure is the mother of all success. But I really get motivated when people tell me it'll never happen. That, that to me is what makes me get up in the morning and go, what's next? I love people to tell me no. I love people to tell me don't, it won't, impossible. And uh, the word can't is the word can. And the word don't is the word do. And the word won't is the word won. And in the word impossible, it's possible. So what do you tell them? You tell them, you know, you know that, that all they can do is learn better, stronger, because all it's going to do is lead you in the right direction. See, if you're always winning, then you don't really understand what it is to win. You, you got to take those losses. You got to take those hits. There's got to be the valleys, the peaks, the ups, the downs. In order for you to, when it does happen, you go, wow, terrible. You know, this is what it's all about. On behalf of all of us here at Slam Radio, we would like to thank you, Pitbull, for making this dream become a reality. Slam Radio, what's up? From Enrique Santos, 1249, iHeart Latino. All right, y'all, final segment of the show. Welcome back to TMA with Nick Hamilton on Sirius XM Slam Radio 145. Hit me up on Twitter at NickHamilton213. Now, my man, Big Brother Jake, has a delicacy that he's cooked up. Oh, yeah. Man, I'm ready to eat, man. I can smell it all the way over here. Ooh, let's do it. All right, all right, let's do this. Okay, so, <laughs> I'm really hungry. Antonio Brown said after he was released by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers that a few teams have called him. First of all, is that true or false? And if, if so, when will he return to the will he return to the NFL at all? Well, here's my thing. I don't know if how many teams called him. I think sometimes you could say, oh, I reached out 
to a team and of the team course. might say, you know, they give you that email. Thank you for your concern or thank <laughs> you for e- your response. Thank you for emailing us. You will receive a response at a later date. That's not that doesn't mean teams are, are contacting you, bro. No, exactly. And I don't know who in the world had to had to, had the smarts to contact Antonio Brown after the debacle that happened in Tampa <laughs> Bay. We all know that his his track record that that spans back to Central Michigan days, and that that, that was finally exposed with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Mm-hmm. Who in the hell in their right mind wants Antonio Brown? Then he had the audacity to put out a tweet clowning Bruce Arians, which to me makes no sense, dude. Yeah, like that shows the immaturity that you're still dealing with. You don't have CTE. I don't even know if you have you 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 have mental health issues. You just have stupid issues, and you're an idiot. And it continues to show. So congratulations, <laughs> you played yourself. <laughs> uh, you know, and that's the thing. It's like ah, oh, they lost, but bro, like you're not playing either. So whatever, man. That that guy just needs to go away. Go hang out with Kanye and Floyd Mayweather and all them. Uh, moving on to the next item on the menu: the NBA All Star jerseys leaked. Are you feeling the new design? Dude, they look like some some washed used church league <laughs> champ jerseys. <laughs> Them, those jerseys, those I wish you go. You know what? I'm gonna post the jerseys on my Instagram account <laughs> at Nick Hamilton LA. You all be the judge that are listening. They, I, Jake, you seen them? I showed I them did. to you. You know, you know what they look like? You you know like when you're watching a TV show and they don't get the rights to use the logo. It's like the generic, <laughs> it's like those jerseys. Like we didn't get the rights, but it's definitely the Celtics or the Lakers. <laughs> that they look really generic, really bad, bro. I'm not a fan at all. <laughs> Bootleg swap meet jerseys. That's what they look like <laughs> the Slauson swap meet version of the NBA All Stars. <laughs> I'm looking at them again, and it's like this looks like something they. <laughs> It looks terrible, bro. It's so they, bad. they like I, I always hated the Christmas jerseys, right? I would take those over these disgusting looking jerseys. And, and you know, red and blue, bloods and crips. I mean, what the hell are we doing over here? But these are terrible, man. Like, I wanna laugh at this. My my daughter, my six year old could design a better uh design here, but I agree. You know, what 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 can we do about that? <laughs> Okay, moving on before uh, you shut me up permanently. All right. (laughs) The Rams have prevented the Niners fans. I love this one. Rams have prevented Niners fans from buying the majority of the tickets for the NFC Championship game in L.A. Are the Rams in the right or does it make it worse? I mean, they have the right to do whatever they want. I mean, they are the home team for a reason. They earn their right to be the home team. Um, everybody's getting up in arms, but people forget there are a lot of 49er fans that live in Los Angeles that have LA residency. Yeah, huge chapter here. So you got to understand, I understand you Kurt telling it some, and it may may not be the same exact emphasis that it was for the last game of the season where it was almost like 80-20, 85-15 49er fans because it was a deep sea of red in the stands and looking at it from the press box, you could see the entire stadium. They was deep out here in these football streets. But if you recall, too, Jake, <laughs> back in 2013, remember the Seahawks banned championships uh, game sales to California residents yep. because they didn't want a lot of ca- California people coming to the game uh, you know, against the Seahawks. And then remember that just recently the Tennessee Titans had to adjust their ticket policy uh, last week against mm-hmm. the Cincinnati Bengals fans, even though there were surprisingly still a lot of Bengals fans in the stands. So teams have done this before. This is nothing new. I don't understand why people are acting like it's the Rams are are the evil empire and they're just 
raining on everybody's parade. Teams have done this for years. It's just so happened. It's people are starting to pay attention. I think more so than not. Uh, but listen, it's their right. I don't know how much it's going to help get more Rams fans in there to make it look better. I have no idea. I'll find out on Sunday when I go. See, when see, he's going, y'all. Look at that. Just threw it out there. You know, the, the the Chargers used to do this when the Raiders would come to town, where they would they would say you either you have to live in San Diego or you have to buy three tickets a game before and the game after the Raider game. Excuse me. So I like that. I I, I think it's funny because all it's gonna do is in like upset Niners fans and probably motivate. The Niners, because a lot of Niners have gone on the Twitter saying, we can't wait to see all the red and SoFi again, just talking that trash. So this will be interesting. And I'm here for it. I'm here for, I'm here for all, all the, smoke, the smoke. All the smoke. <laughs> I love it, man. This is going to – this this next coming up weekend of football is going to be so amazing, man. And uh, that's what we cooked up for the, the brunch, my man. Thank you so much. That is the moment's brunch for this week. Now let me say two quick things before we take off here for, for the – for the week. One, I'm going to say this. Please. I don't know if Frank Vogel is going to have a job by the time we uh, we air our next episode. Mm. He might get Lane Kiffin if this <laughs> road trip don't go the way it's supposed to. Oh. Let me just say that. But I don't believe in totally blaming Frank Vogel for the debacles of the Los Angeles Lakers. I don't. I, I think there's plenty of blame to go around. I think LeBron has a blame in it. I think um, the GM has a blame in it, Rob Palenka. I think you have to blame blame Russell Westbrook for his lack of play. Um, and I think you have to blame ownership. I think ownership has to be t- to blame too because they allowed us to happen. And say what you want, we all know it's the wrong move. I've been saying this time and time again before the, the, the ball was dribbled and the ball went up on opening night. I And I was at Dodger Stadium. I said, this is going to be a mistake. And sure enough, damn it, if I wasn't right. <laughs> and it's going to continue to be a mistake. And the, the Lakers are going to continue to struggle because they don't have the weaponry and they don't have the personnel it takes to get the job done. Mm-hmm. Are they a play-in playoff team? Possibly. Will they go? Will they win the NBA championship like everybody predicted they, they were the number one favorite? I don't know what kind of what kind of drugs you're on, what you've been smoking, but you need to go get off that narcotic because it ain't happening. <laughs> Laker fans can be mad at me. Are you Laker myopics? Maybe mad at me. That's fine. Whatever. I welcome it. Bring it. But I'm gonna speak truth to power, and that's exactly what it is. The Lakers are not the team that everybody thinks. The stronger teams are the Golden State Warriors and the Phoenix Suns in the West. And more than likely, if everybody stays healthy. Golden State's going to probably win it all. Golden State's going to probably win it all. Lastly, before I get on out of here, got to congratulate a man, one of the hardest working guys out here in these in these media streets. And that is the producer extraordinaire, (laughs) the engineer, the engineer to the stars. And that is my man, Big Brother Jake and Jake Warner, because he will be taking his show on the road known as the Big Brother Jake podcast that you guys can subscribe to and listen to every week. He will be at Radio Row oh. during the Super Bowl in Los Angeles, <laughs> Radio Row, DTLA. So if you get a chance to come down or listen to him, make sure you check him out. And uh, you might hear some familiar voices on there. You never know. But congratulations, Thank sir, you, man. on your you. accomplishment. Yeah. Well- I, I mean, that's 
That is big. Man, this is like the biggest. I've, I've been doing this 21 years, as you know, Nick. And, you know, I've always been told, oh, you have a lisp, you stutter, your voice doesn't work. We don't want you on our network, on our TV, whatever. And so this is me saying thank you for doing that for me, brother. Thank you for showing love. Thank you for always supporting my podcast. Um, we need to talk to your people so we can get you on the podcast, by the way. <laughs> yeah, I see what I can do. Yeah, let me know, please. You know, I see what I can do, buddy. <laughs> but I, I appreciate that. No, I'm here. The, the, I really appreciate all, all the kind words, brother, and this is a dream come true, man. I feel like I made the All-Star team again. 12 hey, years in between. So this is great. Hey, man, you earned it, man. You, Hey, let me tell you something, y'all. He slammed that information down on me like like Diana did in, in Power Book 2, this recent episode. She slammed it down like that that draw four card in Uno. That's how that's how Jake came at me early with that news. So uh, well, got to give credit where it's due. I, you were one of the few people I told right away, brother. So, man, I, I appreciate that. And. It's, it's on Nightcast Media, you know, Big Brother Jake Podcast. We're taking over. Let's go. But thank it's, you. Hap- it's happening. And oh, I will yeah. be out there all week long for yes, Super Bowl 56. Will. I'm being out there everything, and I will be at the Super Bowl. Ooh. So, hey, man, we earned it. This is where we go. This is where we headed. So, you mix, do. you guys, you guys stay tuned. Appreciate everybody checking out the show. That is our time for this week. If you missed any portion of this broadcast, make sure you download and subscribe to us on all streaming platforms. That's iHeartRadio, SoundCloud. Spotify, Google Play, iTunes, anywhere you can find fine podcasts like this for free 99. Yes. Make sure you follow me on Instagram at Nick Hamilton LA as well as Twitter at Nick Hamilton 213. Catch me at nightcastmedia.com. I can thank everybody at Sirius XM, everybody at Slam Radio and Nightcast Media and my man, Big Brother Jake, better known as <clears throat> Jake Warner, his government name, <laughs> for producing such a fine show. And thank every, all of you for taking time out of your busy schedules to tune into yours truly thank you so much make sure you take care of yourself stay sharp i'm out the views and opinions expressed on tma with nick hamilton extra dose are entirely those of the host guests and callers and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of slam radio